This Mishnah is pretty much identical to the previous Mishnah, just that it involves an impurity that is less severe than one which comes from a dead body. And the point of this Mishnah is to show that the identical law nevertheless applies. And we're going to give a shorter explanation because it's identical to the previous Mishnah. If there was a Sheretz, one of the eight animals that the Torah lists as being a severe source of impurity when they are dead, they are small animals, even though in general small animals are not sources of impurity, these eight Shiratsim are. So there is a Sheretz and a frog in Rosh Hashanah in a public area. A dead frog is not a source of impurity at all. If somebody touched one of these two dead animals, and it's, it's un- we're unsure which of the two is which, so somebody touched one of them, and there's now a case of a doubt as to whether he became Tomei or not. And he was involved with pure items of truma, and then those items were eaten. Meanwhile, the Toval, he then went to the mikveh to purify himself, and at the end of that day, he became fully purified. After that, Nogabasheni, he touched the second animal, the Osotohores, and he was then involved in touching pure items of truma. The Mishnah says, Harailutohores. These second items of truma that are in front of us are considered to be pure out of doubt, because this is a case of a doubt in a public area. Only if the second animal that he touched was the Tomei one are these items considered to be Tomei, and we're unsure whether the second item that he touched was the Tomei one. However, in Kaimusar Shainais, if the original pieces of truma that he touched first are still in existence, those pieces he touched after touching the first animal. So if we look at both of these pieces together, one of them is definitely Tomei. We're just unsure which of them is Tomei. And since both of them still exist, Midjabonon, we are stringent and we say that both of them are suspended, they are considered to be possibly Tomei. We can't burn them because each of them, we're not sure whether that's the Tomei one. On the other hand, it cannot be eaten, either of them, because either of them are possibly Tomei. The truth is, as we noted in the previous Mishnah, according to the Torah, Mid-Eraisa, both of them are considered to be pure even in this case, because of the rule of Chazaka, that we assume that the status of something has not changed unless we know for sure that it has changed. So since we know that the items were until now pure, and we don't know whether the status of either item in and of itself has changed, so the rule of Chazaka states that we should assume that it has not changed. And we look at each piece by itself. However, Midrabonon, because people do look at this as if it's one situation, it would therefore be a contradiction to rule both of them pure, and because of that, Midrabonon, they are both considered to be possibly Tomei. Says the Mishnah, If you didn't go to the mikveh in between touching the two pieces, so Harishayna is the first piece that he touched after having touched only one of the animals, Teluyois, those are suspended, it's considered to be Tomei, possibly out of doubt. But the second pieces of truma that he touched, after having touched both animals, so then the person is definitely Tomei. After all, he touched both of the animals, and one of them is definitely Tomei, so now the person is certainly Tomei, and because of that, the truma that he touches after that, Yisareifu, that needs to be burnt, because that is definitely Tomei. Mishnah Hei, if there are two paths, Echot Tomei Echot Tohar, one of the paths is impure, there is a dead body buried there, such that if somebody were to walk there, he would become Tomei, and the other path is pure. Somebody walked on one of the two paths, and he is unsure whether he became Tomei or not. For example, he doesn't know which path he went on, the Tomei one or the Tohar one, the Osotohare, so then he was involved in touching pure items of Truma, so that doubt extends to the pieces of the Truma. However, since it occurred in a public area... 
So it should be ruled leniently. And then, his friend, a second person, came and walked on the second path. And then he was involved with pieces of truma. And there is a doubt as to whether those pieces of truma became tome or not. So although in general we rule each of the pieces to be tahar out of doubt, over here to rule both of the pieces as tahar would be a contradiction. The question is whether that's a problem. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, it depends. If each of the people asked the question separately, they came and asked us, they asked their rov, what the law is, are they considered to be Tomei or Tahar? And each one asked the question separately, by themselves. So now we address each question by itself, and the rule in that case is we are lenient, so Tahirin, they would both be pure. The status of something remains as it has been until now. That's the concept of Chazaka. However, if both of them asked the question at the same time, they came together to ask the question about their status, the status of the Truma, then Tameim, the truma would be considered to be tome, both of the pieces, because now we view this as one doubt. We view it as the same case. So to rule both of the pieces as being pure, if we view them as the same part of the same case, the same case of doubt, so then that would be a contradiction. And therefore we are not able to use the concept of chazaka, and out of doubt they are considered to be tome. Rabbi says, In either case, even if the question is asked about each person individually, we would consider both of the people, both of the pieces of truma, to be tome out of doubt. The truth is, the Gemara explains that Rabbi is talking about a specific case, not when they come totally separately. In that case, Rabbi agrees that it's viewed as two totally separate cases of doubt. Rabbi is talking about a case where one person comes to ask on behalf of both of them. According to Rabbi Yehuda, we look at that as if it's a case of two people asking separately, because they're asking two separate questions. It's not as if they're both coming and presenting the situation as one. It's one person coming, he's asking on behalf of himself, and as a separate question, he is asking on behalf of somebody else. In this case, Rabbi Yossi understands that no, we look at it as if they both came together to ask, and it's viewed as being one case of doubt for which we are not able to use the concept of Chazaka because it would emerge as a contradiction, and therefore, out of doubt, we consider both of them to be Tomei. Mishnah Vov. This Mishnah is pretty much identical to the previous Mishnah. However, it involves a Tumor that is only Medjura Bonon. And nevertheless, the same rules apply. Shnei Kikorim, Echot Tomei, Echot Tahar. If there are two loaves of bread, one is Tomei, one is Tahar. Ochal es Echomehem, and somebody ate one of the pieces of bread. Midrabonon, if one eats Tomei food, then he becomes Tomei. After that, Vosot Horais, he was involved and he touched t- pure items of Truma. And since he is possibly Tomei, so now the Truma is possibly Tomei. And then somebody else came and ate the second loaf, Vosot Horais, and then was involved in touching other pieces of Truma. Rabbi Huda says, If each of them asked the question about the purity status of the truma that they touched separately, then to Hayren, we would consider both of the pieces of truma to be pure, because they are considered to be two separate cases, two separate questions, and the rule of Chazaka will apply, that we assume that the status of something remains as it has been until now, unless we know for certain that it has changed. 
The truth is this even applies if the doubt occurs in a private area, because the entire impurity over here is Midyabonon. This is one of the cases of the rabbinic Truma that is ruled leniently even in a public, in, even in a private area, like we learned in the previous chapter. However, if both of the people come to ask the question together, now it's not relevant to talk about the rule of chazaka to maintain the status of the items as they have been until now. Because if we do that for both of the pieces of Truma, then there is a contradiction over here. And since this is viewed as being one case of doubt, it, we certainly are concerned about having a contradictory ruling. And because of that, Tomeim, out of doubt, the but both of the pieces are considered to be Tomei. Rabbi Yossi, Omer Rabbi Yossi says, Benkach Benkach, whether in this case or in this case, Tomeim, both of the pieces are considered to be Tomei out of doubt. And as we explained in the previous Mishnah, Rabbi Yossi is talking not about a case where two people come separately to ask, rather in a case where one person comes to ask on behalf of himself and on behalf of the other person. In this case, Rabbi Yehuda looks at it as being two cases, Rabbi Yossi looks at it as being one case, and therefore the contradiction would be a problem, and so both items are ruled as being Tomei out of doubt. Mr. Zayn, until this point in the Perek, we have talked about two different kinds of doubtful cases. One is where there are two items, one of them is Tomei, one of them is Tahar, and we're unsure whether the person touched or carried or was above, moved, whatever it may be, whether he did that towards the Tommy item or the Toho item. That's one case. Uh, another kind of doubt is where there is only one item or one path in front of us. And the question and doubt is with regards to the status of that item itself. This is considered to be a less severe type of doubt because we're unsure that there is even a source of impurity at all. Not just whether the person became Tomei from the source of impurity that definitely exists. This which is going to talk about an item of clothing and the doubt is whether or not it became Tomei from people who are passing by. Now on the one hand, we're not even sure whether or not somebody touched the item of clothing at all. It could be that no one touched it. In which case, we don't even start doubting whether or not the person who touched it was Tomei or Tahar, because it could be that nothing Tomei touched it at all. On the other hand, it could be that multiple people touched it. So even if there is a reason to be lenient in general if one person touched it, because we're not sure whether or not he was Tomei, over here it could be there's more of a reason to be stringent, because lots of people touched it. What is the ruling in such a case? But before we get to that case, though, the Mishnah starts talking about a slightly different case. Somebody was sitting in a public area, and somebody came and stepped on his clothes. So here, the person certainly stepped on his clothes, and the doubt is whether or not the person is Tomei, or if somebody spat, and the person who is sitting there touched the saliva. In the case where he touched the saliva, the person is considered to be definitely Tomei, this is one of the six cases of doubt that are ruled as being, as if it were, definitely Tomei, even in a public area. The concern is that the person who spat is a Zov, and a Zov, any liquid that comes out of his body, is a severe source of impurity. So in this case, Sofinus truma, we would burn any truma that the person who touched the saliva then touched, because that that's one of the six cases that we are strict. Midrabon on the Albagodov. What about his clothes that the person tread on? Hulchen Acharoiv. Over here, we follow the majority of people. If the majority of people in that area are Tomei, 
are zovim, so then the piece of clothing would be considered tome. If not, then it would be tahar, because in a public area, cases of doubt are ruled leniently. Just that in a case of majority, it's not considered to be a doubt. A doubt means 50-50. There's two pieces. One of them is tome, one of them is tahar. So there's a half of a chance... There's a 50% chance that the person is Tomei or the item is Tomei. As soon as there is a majority, it's no longer considered to be a equal doubt, and we can safely assume and go according to the majority. Next case. Yoshan Brishus Harabim, the Omad, if somebody slept in a public area and then he got up, and over here we're unsure whether or not somebody stepped on his clothes. And it's, so over here, this is the case we talked about earlier on. On the one hand, it could be that nobody touched his clothes. So we don't even need to start asking the question of whether the person who touched them was Tommy or Tahar. On the other hand, it could be that multiple people touched the clothes, stepped on the clothes. In such a case, Kalov Tomei Midras Divrabi Meir. According to Meir, his clothes are considered to be Tomei Midras out of doubt. Tomei Midras is the name for the transfer of impurity from the Zov to the items on which he steps. Because he didn't directly touch the clothes, but because his weight was supported on top of the clothes, so the clothes become tome on a high level of impurity. On the other hand, the Chachomim say that the clothes are considered to be pure out of doubt because it is a public area, and we're not talking about a case where the majority of people are tome. In fact, we're talking even about a case where the majority of people in the area are pure. Just that Rebbe Meir says that it doesn't help us, because it could be that multiple people stepped on it. But according to the Rachonim, since there's a chance that nobody stepped on it, then we are lenient. The mission ends off with a contradiction between Chazaka de Meikara and Chazaka de Hashda. We talked about these two concepts earlier on in the Masechta. Two types of Chazaka. The idea of Chazaka is to presume the status of an item according to its status at a different moment in time. Chazaka de Meikara means that we assume that the status doesn't change and it, it remains the same as it has been until this point. And Chazaka de Hashda means that we have a, there's a particular status of the item right now and we assume that earlier on it had the same status as well. So what happens when there is a contradiction? Somebody touches a person in the middle of the night and he... It is unknown whether at that point the person who he touched is alive or dead. And in the morning, he got up and he found that the person is dead. So right now, the person, the body in front of us, is dead. The question is, do we assume that earlier on, that was also the status of the body? That would be using the concept of Chazaka de Hashdar, that we assume that the status is the same as it is right now in front of us. Or do we say that no, we know that earlier on he was certainly alive. So until we know that that status, that state has changed, we assume that it remains the same, and therefore we assume that at that point in time, earlier on in the night, he was still alive, based on that concept of Chazaka de Meikara. So this is an argument with Meir Metaher. Meir says that the person is pure, because the concept of Chazaka de Meikara, that we assume that the status remains the same as it has been until now, so we assume that he is alive since he was alive earlier on, certainly. That is a more prominent kind of Chazaka. On the other hand, the Chachom say that he is Tomei, because all impurities are follow and go according to the way that they are found. According to the Chachomim, the concept of Chazaka de Hashda is more prominent in this case. And since we see in front of us that he is dead, 
and we're unsure when the last time he was alive was. So in this case, we would assume that at the point that he touched him earlier on at night, he was indeed Tommy.